Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. Today's guest is Courtney. I had so much fun chatting with her. We talk about how she balances working a full-time job while running her coaching business, how she got into personal development, the challenges she's overcome, how she's been able to apply what she's learned from her job to her business, and her tips for manifestation. So let's get started. So thank you so much, Courtney, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to know about your story, different career changes that you've had. How'd you get to the place you're at right now? Yeah, so it's it's definitely a long story. There's been a lot of twists and turns along the way. Um, but I guess starting off, you know, I felt like all throughout high school, there's so much pressure to be like, okay, what do you want to do when you graduate? What, you know, degree do you want to get? And what path do you want to go down? And I just, I didn't know, like for a while I was like, oh, I want to be a marine biologist. And then I wanted to be a psychiatrist and I just could not make up my mind. And I was just confused. So I finally, I started my degree and immediately, like right before school even started, like I hadn't even gotten to school yet. I already knew I wanted to change the major that I selected. And that kind of like started off on this path of me eventually changing my major four times being in the same major twice, if you can even believe that. And then by the time I graduated, I still, you know, had that degree that I wasn't interested in. But, you know, I completed my education and I was on my way. So as I was a student, actually, every summer um, I was working out in Jackson Hole. So when I graduated, that's where I moved um, because I actually met my boyfriend there. And that's when I, you know, decided as soon as I got my degree, basically I packed up my bags and I took a plane ride and moved and I started a new job. And at this time, I was still kind of fuzzy on what exactly I wanted to do for a career. I didn't really know, but I was up for the adventure. <laughs> so immediately, you know, all these new life changes happened. And at the same time, I actually was just starting my recovery from my eating disorder. So I kind of flung all these different things in myself all at once, you know, placed myself in a new environment. Also, while I still wasn't sure of my own self and my own situation and really what my goals were, but I still made those changes. And I obviously don't regret any of those changes, <laughs> but it's just, you know, a lot for a person, especially when, you know, they don't really know what they want. So I started this new job, um, which didn't really fulfill me because I wasn't, you know, 
I wasn't sure of what I wanted to do with my career. I just started a job and, you know, sometimes I wish that I allowed myself the time to really like think through a little bit more of what I wanted to do. Um, but also I know that I can't have any regrets and you know, what I've done has led me to where I am now. So I was working this job at the same time that I was in, you know, this intensive therapy and I was so unfulfilled, you know, I barely had any friends there and my boyfriend and I were on very different schedules. So I had a lot of time by myself. I had a lot of alone time and I had a lot of time to think. And I was just wondering, you know, what is my purpose? You know, I felt like I had these gifts inside of me to share, but I had no idea how to share them. I didn't even know exactly, you know, how I could even best express myself. Because at the time I was like super, super unconfident. I was very shy. It was kind of my identity to be the quietest girl in the room. Um, so that was, that was just who I thought I was. And that's how I thought things were for me. So at this time, I was into spirituality, like, like I'd been into it for a number of years. You know, I'd read, I'd read all the books, I'd listened to all the podcasts, but I, I kind of realized I was like, you know what, I have all this information within me, but I haven't actually done anything. <laughs> like, I didn't actually apply any of the practices that I learned. I was just soaking in all the information, but I wasn't doing anything about it. And then I realized, you know, that's why I feel unfulfilled. That's why I feel this lack of purpose. That's why I feel stuck is because you know, I'm just kind of taking what's being given to me and I'm not doing anything about it. So after a lot of deep reflection, I realized that I wanted to start a business. At the time, I actually, I started a product-based business. That's how I kind of got my start in all of this. So I started a personal development spiritual book of the month subscription box. Um, and I was super excited about that. Like that gave me, you know, something to look forward to every evening when I came home. Because at the time, you know, I was just kind of coming home from work, not doing anything and feeling super low energy. I was, you know, missing my rituals every single day. I would always cancel my yoga classes. Like I was just not doing anything. <laughs> and this business gave me something to work towards and gave me purpose. It made me really excited. It made me feel like, oh my gosh, like I can actually do something here. And, you know, kind of flash forward to today, unfortunately that business is no longer my focus, but that's where I decided you know, once I started taking all these changes and I started, you know, working towards creating this fulfilled life full of purpose and confidence, joy and abundance, when I realized how to do this and my entire life has changed, that's when I realized, okay, I actually need to pivot this business to coaching because this is my passion. I figured out how to change my life and I need to show other women how they can do the same. And how did you get into personal development and coaching? Yeah, so... I feel like my first kind of introduction to the personal development world was through my dad. So he is more kind of into like the personal development side than the spiritual side of this world. Um, but growing up, like he was super into self-help books and business books. So he always had that kind of stuff around the house. So like when I was 10 years old, I was already making vision boards and stuff like that. Like that he was into that. So he passed that on to me. Um, but I felt like as I started to get older and going like to high school and to college, like I kind of just lost that part of myself. Like I just wasn't really interested in it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people at that age aren't really super connected to that stuff because they're so caught up in grades and friends and partying and, you know, whatever else. Um, but I started to get more into it um, kind of like towards the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. Because, you know, as many students do, they're obsessed with Netflix. So I used to binge watch Netflix pretty hard. And one day I came across The Secret on there. And I recognized it as a book from my dad's shelf. And I was like, okay, maybe I should check this out. You know, this sounds kind of interesting. 
I'd read the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, and that kind of introduced me to the law of attraction. So I was like, okay, I kind of want to check this out. And after that, I was like, okay, wait a second. My inner reality can affect my outer reality. I need to learn everything. And that's kind of like what kickstarted like this whole obsession, like all of this research of me wanting to just learn everything about manifestation, which, you know, obviously I know now is a little bit more than the law of attraction. There's many other laws of the universe, but I really, you know, give that credit to being my first introduction and what kind of awakened me to this whole world and started this journey that I'm currently on. And how did you know that you wanted to make the pivot and start coaching other women? Yeah, so I had been running my box for quite a few months. Um, at the time, I was doing a lot of promotion through social media. So although, you know, I wasn't coaching, I felt like I kind of dipped my toe in coaching by like going on my stories every day and talking about things that I was learning and things that I was doing. And it kind of came to the realization once I realized that I, you know, wasn't so passionate about the boxes maybe I thought I was because I realized I love sharing this information. I love getting the feedback from women when they see my stories and they tell me that they love what I'm talking about. And also at that time, I was also going through a pretty, another big life transition. So I moved out here to San Francisco and I started a new job and a lot of things in my life really changed. And I realized when I was reflecting, and this was kind of also towards the beginning of 2020. So doing that kind of beginning of the year uh, reflection, I realized how much my life had changed. And I just, I knew that I was like, okay, if I know this information, I can't keep it stuck inside of me. Like I have to share it with other women you know, it's, this stuff shouldn't be a secret. It should be something that we use as a tool to empower others to, you know, get the same results and transformation, whatever that looks like to them. So I was just really inspired to share. And what's your favorite part of coaching? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like probably my favorite part is, you know, hearing, hearing women's feedback about what they're doing and how, you know, what they've learned has changed their life. Like even when, for example, if I just have like one call with someone and they tell me after that, that like their perspective on life, on their abilities, their worthiness has changed. Or even after like one free training, just, you know, meeting someone only one time, maybe even not even one-to-one. And they already tell me that like they see their life differently. Like there's nothing that feels more amazing than that because, you know, what I, how I see coaching, it's like, you know, obviously you're there to share information. You're there to share strategies, But at the end of the day, what it really is to me, it's, you know, you're not necessarily changing someone, you, you know, you're bringing out of them what's already inside. And I think it's really amazing to see, you know, someone kind of showing up to their fullest potential, because you already see it within them, and you're just helping them to see it in themselves. And, you know, when they actually start to, it's, it's pretty incredible. And what's something that you notice most of your clients struggle with and come to you for? Yeah, I feel like, to me, like, everything kind of stems from that first belief of even seeing yourself as, you know, capable and worthy and and deserving of having all these things. Because, you know, oftentimes people aren't living the lives that they want or getting the results that they want because they don't even think that they can. So, and I feel like that's the biggest block because, you know, everything kind of stems from that one belief. It's like, you know, maybe you have ideas of what you want to do in life or even, you know, dreams or visions that you're like, okay, this would be so cool. But, you know, I see her doing it and I see him doing it. And I just feel like I can't do that. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that is blocking people because, 
you know, how can you do anything if at first you don't even think that it's a possibility for you? So it's really like that belief in themselves and, you know, being able to see themselves as the kind of person that would achieve what they want to. And how do you help them like install belief in themselves? (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different ways. Um, One of my favorite things is to look at, you know, reprogramming your beliefs, you know, getting really clear at what is that's holding you back? Like when you see that version of yourself that you want to be really asking yourself, you know, why, why haven't you gotten there yet? Like what has been stopping you from being that version of you? And when you look at all the beliefs that have maybe been hidden in your subconscious, because the truth is, is that things that are kind of floating around in the back of your mind that are holding you back from achieving the things that you want to, they might not even be things that you actually, you actually consciously think are your beliefs. Like they're subconscious. Like maybe, maybe when you were younger, you heard someone say that like, you know, women always get paid less than men. Or maybe you heard someone say that like confident women are rude and, you know, women should be in competition with each other. Or maybe you heard someone say life is hard or it's really hard to make money. And even if you consciously don't believe that right now, just because you've heard that in the past, it's still floating around in there. So you need to be able to acknowledge it and say, you know, I don't believe this and write a whole new story for yourself and find different strategies for, you know, reprogramming these beliefs and kind of clearing out these things that have been told to you that are really all just lies and then using strategies to replace them with the beliefs that you actually hold. And then that's what over time will build up this new identity that you have to step into that version of you who gets the results that you actually want. And what tips do you have for like, I know you're balancing a full-time job with also running a business. Yeah. So what tips do you have for managing them both? Yeah. So I'd say my biggest, one of my biggest tips, and it's kind of a simple one, is keeping a really clear calendar. So something I like to say is, you know, keep your calendar intentional and in the direction of where you're going and not where you are now. So if you really, if you take a look at your time, think for example, if you work nine to five, let's say maybe you get home at like 5.30 or six. And if you go to bed at 11, okay, that's five hours. And if you multiply that Monday to Friday, that's 30 hours and you have the weekend. So let's call that like 50 hours. That's kind of a lot of time, right? So what, what are you doing with that time? How are you spending it? So what I like to do is actually look at my calendar and put things on there that have meaning to me and the life that I'm building. So obviously, you know, I have work on there, you know, maybe I don't, I don't do this anymore because it's a part of who I am. But at the beginning I would put like my morning ritual in there. So I wouldn't forget to do it. And if I was wanting to go to a yoga class, I would put that in the calendar. And now, you know, obviously we're not going out anywhere, but say you've been wanting to get back into yoga or Pilates or doing workouts or something like that. Obviously, right now, you wouldn't be going anywhere to do them. But what's the harm in putting in your calendar, okay, from 4 to 4.30, I'm exercising today. And there's some kind of alert that comes off. Because even though you aren't going anywhere, it's still something to your brain that you've made a commitment to yourself that you're actually going to do it. So, you know, putting in your calendar, maybe you have a side hustle or a business that you're starting, you know, time in your calendar saying, like, I'm working on this. And if somebody says, hey, like, do you want to watch Netflix right now? You're like, well, I actually made a promise myself committing to do this. And, you know, putting things on the calendar of where you want to go and saying no to anything that's not aligned is huge. You know, if something comes up that, you know, isn't serving this life that you're trying to create, then, you know, you can say 
say no to it and don't feel bad because obviously, you know, you still want to have that time to hang out with friends and do activities that you enjoy that are kind of outside of the working world. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, if you have these goals and you're wondering why you aren't putting any time towards them, you need to make them a priority. So I'd say those are my biggest tips. And what does your morning routine look like? Yeah, so it definitely it varies every day, kind of depending on, you know, how I feel, um, how much time that I'm giving to it and what I'm manifesting at the moment. Um, I definitely want to say that because I feel like sometimes, you know, women who are just getting into this might feel like, you know, if they don't have the same amount of time every day or they don't do the same thing every day that they won't see the results. And, you know, really, as long as you show up, that's all you need to do, you know, as long as you do something. Um, usually what it looks like is, you know, always a meditation, always journaling of some kind, affirmations that are programming beliefs towards what I'm manifesting and what I want to embody. I'm also, I'm doing this 40 day prosperity plan right now from the book of abundance. And it's, it's this great book. It's actually, it's, it's super tiny, but it's, it's powerful. And it has um, this 40 day plan in there where every day you script out this one page and basically just write down everything that it says every day. It's the exact same thing. Install this new abundance within you. And then it also has this list of statements that you're supposed to read one every day and then do your meditation and then journal on what came up for you. And then at the end of the 40 days, you know, you can look back and reflect and see, you know, how your beliefs about money and abundance have changed. So that's something I've been adding in recently as well. I mean, I think I'm only on day eight of 40, but I'm really liking it. And then usually other than that, I will add in um, some kind of crystal work. So I usually have some crystals with me that are you know, specific to the energies that I'm embodying from what else I'm doing in the routine. And then sometimes I'll add an element of aromatherapy. So whether that's, you know, using some sage incense or a candle or something like that, or even, you know, having um, an oil or a candle that has the, the qualities of the scent that relate to what I'm manifesting and the same kind of energies, then I'll add that in as well. And what's something you're manifesting right now? Ooh, that's a good question. So many things. <laughs> I feel like um, at a very simple level, one of the things that I'm manifesting every single day is just, you know, showing up as this version of me that I feel proud of. You know, this version of me that I have, have worked towards, I want to show up as her every day. You know, the version of me that is creative and joyful and helpful. Um, that's a big one. Um, also, you know, manifesting abundance with the prosperity plan is a big one as well. Um, I'm also manifesting um, things on my vision board. So I actually, I just made a vision board a couple weeks ago for the first time in years. So I've been manifesting on there and already some of those things have come true, which is crazy. Um, and manifesting more amazing women to find my work to help kickstart their journeys and kickstart their transformations say some those are some of the most suitable things right now <laughs> and what's your favorite thing you manifested ever it could be anything Ooh, that's a really good question I'd say probably one of the coolest manifesting experiences that I've had with like the most kind of winks from the universe would be um my apartment so I was scripting for a while you know what kind of apartment that I wanted to live in when I was planning this move out here to San Francisco and 
you know, talking about what it felt like to be in this apartment, what it looked like, and, you know, all the different things that I wanted it to have. And then coming out here, when I was originally doing, um, like, apartment tours and things like that, I didn't have any set, you know, one that I was looking at. Like, I was maybe touring seven that day, but I didn't have one that I was like, okay, that's the one. Like, I wasn't super focused on one of them, but I was just focused on the feeling from scripting in and what I was looking for. And then came upon this one that we're in right now and it's it's amazing it matches what I was scripting about and funny enough like after we toured it and after we applied for it like we realized that right out front was the first car that I had so like obviously it wasn't like my car (laughs) but like the first car that I had got in the exact model the exact color was like sitting right out front of the apartment building as well like I also noticed on the sidewalk you know, sometimes I'm like, they freshly lay sidewalk and it's drying and people like write stuff in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so coincidentally, someone with the same initials as me had also written their initials in the sidewalk. So realize this like totally after, you know, we'd already seen it, we'd already applied for it. And I was like, okay, these are major synchronicities. Like that means that the universe is just nudging me right now saying like, okay, this is the place for you. And this is what you were looking for. And it all worked out. So you know, obviously there have been a lot of awesome manifestations in my life, but I think that one was one of like the clearest to me that the universe was like, you know, we did this together. (laughs) And what is scripting? Yeah. So scripting is when you have your journal and your pen and you're basically just writing out how you want something to go. So you can do a form of daily scripting where, you know, you write out your intentions for the day and you write out, you know, I'm so grateful that this happened. Like, thank you universe for, you know, helping me do well on my test today, helping me uh, land that client. Like you write out basically exactly how you want your day to go in the past tense as if you're looking back and it's already happened. So when I was manifesting this apartment, I was scripting every single day. Like I'm so grateful for this beautiful apartment. I love like the white walls and how clean it feels in there. Like I love how I can walk to work every day. I love how, you know, it's clean and safe and feels so good to be in this neighborhood. Like I would just write that every single day in the past tense. And what's your recommendation for crystals? If you're just getting into crystals, how should you pick them? Are there Mm -hmm. any crystals that you recommend using? Yeah, so... Usually I like to recommend that people pick them out in person. Obviously it might not be a reality right now, but if you guys are listening in the future, I highly recommend picking them out in person just so you can, you know, pick the one that calls out to you because I don't know, it just, it feels good to walk around a crystal shop and kind of see what catches your eye or even, you know, if you go in there with a specific intention of which one you want to get, you know, when you look at the whole shelf fill of only that crystal, you know, which one on the shelf is the one that you want, the one that calls out to you. Um, but I'd say for right now, if you're going to be ordering some online, I would highly recommend maybe doing some research on some things that you're manifesting. So maybe if you want to manifest more money or if you want to manifest a new job, you'll look at something like Citrine or Pyrite, or maybe you want to increase your communication skills and you want to express yourself more fully and you know, stand up for yourself, or maybe you want to, you know, increase the connection that you have with people on your sales calls or presentations that you give at work. 
So then you'd be looking for something like sodalite or a blue lace agate, some kind of blue throat chakra crystal. Maybe you're trying to manifest a partner in your life and you're manifesting love or maybe even just self-love or deep friendships. You'll look for something like rose quartz. Um, those are some pretty good ones. And I'd say, you know, when you're looking for crystals online, just make sure you do some research on the places you're thinking about buying them from to make sure that they're actually authentic and that they are what they say they are. Because unfortunately, you know, there are some companies out there that will not sell the real thing. Um, and also some that don't have the most sustainable practices. So I would definitely recommend looking into that. Um, but yeah, honestly, crystals, you can find out a lot of information from Google. Like if you just type in like crystals for manifesting a new job, like crystals for manifesting, um, you know, a better relationship with my sister, like anything like that, like you can find so much information out there. Um, so highly recommend doing a deep dive, maybe even like a little journaling session on what things you want to call into your life and then kind of starting from there. And how do you use crystals? Do you use them like, do you have like necklaces? Do you have like the actual rocks? Do you use them in mm -hmm. like meditations or? Yeah, so there's definitely a variety of ways. I do have some crystal jewelry, I think. That's a really good way for you to you know, bring crystals with you anywhere you go. So like, maybe you want to bring that crystal energy into work, like we were just saying, like, maybe you have a big presentation or a job interview, and you want to communicate effectively, you can get one of those blue crystals on like a necklace or a bracelet, and you can wear that with you and have it at all times. Um, but also, you know, the actual crystals themselves are great. Um, you can even just put them in your purse and take them around with you. I bought actually a rainbow moonstone right before I started my new job and right as I moved here, because um, it's all about new beginnings. So I would just, I would take that everywhere when I first came to the city. Um, I would also recommend meditating with them. So yeah, basically what you can do is, you know, you can hold the crystal in your hand or hold it up to your heart. Or if you're maybe doing work on a certain chakra, you can have it on that place of the body. Um, but really just having the energy with you is, you know, good enough. Like there's really no right or wrong way to do it. It's just whatever feels good to you and whatever, whatever infuses the intention that you want to give it. So I would recommend, you know, maybe starting on YouTube. So I've actually noticed there are a lot of really great free resources on YouTube for crystal meditations. So say you have an amethyst and you want to meditate with it, but you're not really sure where to start. If you go on YouTube and you type in amethyst crystal meditation, there will actually come up so many different videos where they're actually just someone created a meditation that's guided with music and all it's all, it's all about like the amethyst energy. So all you have to do is just put in some headphones or play it out loud and then hold the crystal in your hand and listen to it. And that's actually a really great way to meditate with one because someone's already created it for you. So it's not like you just have to sit there like in silence trying to figure out what to do. And it's all about that specific energy. So I think that's a great way to start. I think also having, you know, the different crystals around you, depending on what you're doing, helps a lot. So like, for example, um, clear quartz is all about clarity. And it's all about focus. So I think that's a great one to have around when you're journaling, for example. So like everything you're writing, everything that is coming out of you is, it's clear. It's, it's what you intend it to be. It's getting rid of, you know, maybe the beliefs and different opinions of other people. It's, it's getting clear on what you actually feel. Or maybe you want to get in the flow state and you're writing you're writing something and you want to just get into that state where everything's just coming out of you like easily and effectively. Maybe you want to connect to your inner guidance or something like that. So you have the am amethyst while you, while you're doing your work or every time you 
look at your budget or something like that. You have some crystals for abundance with you. So anything like that. <laughs> what are some of your favorite places that you've traveled to? Oh my gosh, this is so hard. There's been so many amazing places I've been so grateful to go to. I'd say probably one of my top favorites is definitely Iceland. I think that is just such a special place. Like we did a road trip of the entire country and it's, it's crazy. Like when you drive every couple of hours, the scenery changes and it looks totally different and I really love nature. So it was so cool to be able to go there and just spend all of our time outside. Um, also most recently I went to the pyramids, which was pretty unreal. Um, it was like, you know, just something that you always heard about your entire life and then you actually see it in person and it just it feels like magic. So yeah, I mean, those are probably two of the most exciting ones and like fondest memories, but definitely grateful for everywhere I've gone. <laughs> and where are some places that you want to go? Oh my God, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like travel the entire world, but I'd say some of the places that are really, really high on my list right now are Bali. I really want to go to Thailand, Peru, Norway. So many. <laughs> what about you? I really want to go to Greece and Bali. Mm, Greece really? I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And what is something lighting you up right now? It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say one of the most joyful moments of my day at the moment is whenever I go out for my daily walk. I think that's something that's been a really big game changer in this quarantine is taking that time every day for fresh air, for sunshine and vitamin D, and just for, you know, getting outside and appreciating all that's around us because there's so many things in the city that I hadn't even noticed until I started going on these little walks. Like, there's all these amazing parks around that I'd never been to before. Um, I had no idea there was this big tree with a bunch of parrots in it. Like there's just so many, you know, little adventures to be had and things that you don't even know are around you until you open your eyes to them. So I'd say that's definitely been a really big source of joy lately. (laughs) And for anyone who wants to start working on their money mindset, where should they start? Yeah. Oh my gosh. A lot of different directions we could definitely take this. I would say the best place to start would be doing a really good journaling session and writing down, you know, all the beliefs that you have about money, starting off with, you know, what you consciously believe. And then also thinking about, okay, what have you heard? You know, what have you grown up with your family telling you, your friends telling you, maybe things that you heard in school or things that you heard in the media, like really getting clear on what's all in your head right now? You know, how do you, how do you see money? How do you feel about it? And then from there, when you think about, okay, now how do I want to feel about it? How do I want to see it? And then, you know, really cultivating that relationship with abundance and how you feel about money, you know, from there you can do a lot of different things. And there's a lot of really great books out there. Like the book that I just mentioned uh, with the 40 day prosperity plan, that's a really great one. Um, you're a badass in making money. That's another good one. Um, also some classics like thinking grow rich, anything like that. Um, highly recommend checking out some resources like that, but yeah, definitely start with analyzing, you know, what's in your brain about money and then kind of go from there. What is the biggest challenge that you've overcome and how? Yeah, 
I'd say probably my biggest challenge was, you know, the story that I was telling you before about, you know, starting a new job and graduating with a degree that wasn't interesting to me anymore and figuring out my way also while overcoming the eating disorder. And to be honest with you, I actually, I hadn't even started sharing, um, you know, that story about my mental health until just a couple of weeks ago, you know, until that time, I actually had only told my parents and my boyfriend and a handful of close friends, but I've realized, you know, that was a huge challenge that I overcame at the same time that I was going through so many other life transitions and I need to share it. You know, if there's women out there who are going through something similar, like I need to show them that, you know, even if everything in life feels crazy on top of, you know, dealing with a health issue, whether it is a mental health issue or it's a physical health issue or whatever it may be, that you can still overcome it. You can still find success in other areas of your life at the same time that you are healing that within yourself. So yeah, I'd say that was a huge part of my journey that, you know, unfortunately didn't go shared until just recently, but I felt really good about sharing it. And I've already, you know, gotten some responses from women who have really appreciated me being honest and being real about what I've gone through because that was definitely one of the darkest times in my life and one of the hardest things that I have moved through. And I think, you know, it's important that I, I share this with women. So, you know, first of all, they feel less alone, but also so that they can see that, you know, there's so many possibilities out there for them and that, you know, they can overcome it and still achieve great things. And what helped you through that period of your life? Yeah. So I would say, you know, obviously, first of all, getting the help that I needed. So having a team of like a therapist and a nutritionist with me to help me along. Um, But also, you know, more compassion for myself. Definitely gratitude was a big one. You know, every time I would have some kind of thought come into my mind of something that, you know, was negative or, you know, kind of self-sabotaging, I would always try and cover it up with a belief about something that I loved about myself or something that I was grateful for, um, as well as, you know, the spirituality. And that's why, that's why I preach the spiritual side of things so much. And why that's infused in my coaching is because that's what helped me through, you know, once I was able to have that kind of view of life of myself of, you know, I'm here for more than for more than what I look like more than these struggles that I have. That's when I started to realize that things could be different and that I could have a different outlook on life. And that there was, you know, there was just more than just that. And learning all those things as well as applying all those strategies and different spiritual practices, having even just the morning ritual every single day and committing to that, it changed my life. And that's why, you know, I'm so passionate about teaching it. And what motivates you? Yeah, I'd say what motivates me? Hmm. I mean, definitely a lot of different things. I'd say probably one of the biggest ones is just living in integrity with who I want to be. Because I feel like you know, most of our fulfillment comes from, you know, whether or not we're living in alignment with our actual goals, you know, we start to feel unmotivated if we're doing things for other people, if we're doing things only for maybe material gain. Um, You know, obviously, you and I've talked quite a bit about money and abundance, but you know, it's only a piece of the picture. Um, It's not the whole thing. And I think, you know, the motivation has to come from within you or else it's not true motivation. Mm. And what's your vision for your business? Yeah, so right now I have a private coaching program. Definitely my vision for the next few years here is to 
expand and add on a group coaching program, maybe a membership group. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of powerful things happen in groups with workshops that I've done. And I think, you know, there's nothing more amazing than a group of women coming together and, you know, learning together, supporting each other and sharing their breakthroughs. So adding some kind of group element in the future is something I'm really excited about. Um, as well as eventually retreats, really want to host beautiful retreats and amazing destinations around the world with, you know, inspiring teachers and transformations and, you know, doing the deep work, but also enjoying the amazing things that the world has to offer. Um, also starting a podcast soon. Um, I just got a microphone, so I'm super excited to actually start recording. Um, and yeah, just, you know, growing the business, helping more women and, you know, coming back even more to who I am and this message that I have to share and continuing to share it even more. <laughs> and if you could go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what would you tell her? What advice would you give? Yeah, I would say, yeah, so I have, <laughs> this is definitely advice for even like my year ago self. But so what I would say is, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks as long as you aren't hurting anyone. I think for a long time, I was really, like, in this state of being worried about what people would think if I, you know, spoke up or maybe if I shared how I really felt. And I've always been, like, pretty individualistic in the sense of, like, I always stay true to my beliefs if I feel a certain way. Like, I don't really give in to, you know, other people changing my opinion if I feel really strong about something but I just used to never say it. I would always just stay quiet and, you know, I would do my own thing. Um, or even on social media, when I was first starting my business, I was scared to share it because I was like, okay, what if people think that this is weird? Like, what if people see that I'm posting this and they're like, oh my God, she's gone crazy. And I think, you know, what I really needed to hear is like the opinion of the people who don't like what I'm doing is less important than the women who needs to hear what I'm saying, missing out on it. And I wish I knew that at the time because, you know, I was so scared to share how I actually felt or, you know, even in situations where I would just remove myself because I didn't believe in what everyone else was doing and I didn't say anything. I'm like, what if there was someone else who felt the same way, but they weren't able to remove themselves? And if maybe I said something, you know, they would realize that someone else agrees and then, you know, they would kind of keep their integrity. So I think just not being worried about what other people think and, absolutely any life situation obviously as long as you're not hurting anybody but staying true to yourself no matter what is such an important lesson and are there any questions that you wish I would have asked you um no I mean I think we did a good job of covering it all <laughs> awesome thank you so much for doing this yeah thank you so much for having me it was so fun chatting and Really excited for everyone to get to hear this. Where can people connect with you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm at the Court Barrett. And you can also find me on my website at girlsforgrowth.com. <laughs> awesome. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.